Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thank you, thank you for tuning back into another episode, and of course, as always, thanks to Soundtrap and Podbean for helping me to bring you this new episode of Messy Closet. I have a list of news to go through from the last week because there's been so much, I just figured let's let it build up into one episode. So here we go. The UFOs that were shot down, the Chinese spy balloons, which I did speak about in a previous podcast, the train explosion with vinyl chloride in Ohio, John Fetterman, Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia as reported by his wife, Emma, and that is just devastating, devastating news. We've lost Raquel Welsh. There's new evidence in the JonBenet Ramsey case from 1996. Scott Peterson was denied a new trial. I know I have mentioned this before, but I will get to that. Tesla is recalling its self-driving cars because they are dangerous. Who would have thought? And also, Elon Musk had the algorithm of Twitter fixed so that you would see his tweets first because he got jealous that Joe Biden's tweet about the Super Bowl got more attention than his did. Beavis and Butthead is back, but it was supposed to be back in 2022, but I will take According to Lowhud Magazine and Lowhud.com, the Palisades Mall or the Palisades Center right over the Tappan Zee Bridge, for those of you in Westchester, is facing foreclosure and could be sold off because its mortgage lenders have gone to court demanding action against Elico and the other Pyramid Cause affiliates that own the mall And the Clarkstown supervisor, George Heyman, said that it hopes the Palisades Mall opened in the mid-90s, and it was just one of those mega malls. And back in the mid-90s, actually starting in 1996, Rosie O'Donnell had a daytime talk show called The Rosie O'Donnell Show, and it was actually really great. It had Broadway stars. It had a ton of music. It had her kind of comedy. I really loved the show. And she had featured the Palisades Mall back when it opened. And there was something about like the mall was supposed to sink. So she put some sort of a, a measurement up, like a, like a ruler or something up to see how much it would sink. And then, of course, the show was gone now. And she was on The View and had that big fight with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. That was really wild about politics. And now... I believe Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi Goldberg had been suspended from The View back in December of 2022 because she had a lot of backlash over her Holocaust statement saying that it wasn't about race and then recently she doubled down on the statement and I read somewhere that I believe she was going to part ways with The View. I love Whoopi Goldberg as an actress and as a comedian. I loved her in Ghost. I loved her in Sister Act. I loved her in so many things that they did. I just don't think that the transition for her, I don't think that it was the right atmosphere for her because it was so political by the time she got there. It was just like all of her talents were 
put to a way different use. And that's just my humble opinion. Now, I want to get back to these UFOs, UAPs, whatever they're calling them. And supposedly they were three different shapes, a sphere, a cylinder, and an octagon that were just blown up right in the sky. And they're not saying where they came from. Some senators have said something about um, entities. I think that that was Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Joe Kennedy said something about this is something we're strange we're dealing with. Lock your doors tonight. Very strange comments with very little commentary from the White House or the media just over and over again what they looked like and that they were shot down. And I had said that I thought the Chinese spy balloons were a distraction for something. And then these flying objects come out of nowhere. And then we find out about the vinyl chloride that exploded on the train in Ohio and basically has just contaminated the water, the soil, the air, and everything. And I just want to say, as someone who lives in New York, but did not live in downtown New York City when 9-11 occurred, but knows people who were there and sees how sick people have gotten, it is definitely not safe to breathe that air. The first responders were told it was safe to breathe the air at the pile. And it wasn't. And I just think about everything that all of these people have lost for no reason at all, simply because back in 2014, when President Obama wanted to regulate safety measures on these cargo trains carrying hazardous materials, all of the large companies fought back and lobbied and he did not get those protections. And look what happened. It's an environmental disaster for more than just Ohio because I know that the Ohio River goes into six different water sources and one of those ends up being the Mississippi River. So this is going to affect wildlife. All the fish are dead, deer are dying, all the wildlife are dying, pets are getting sick. And to anyone who has left their pets in the house, there's truly a special place in hell for you because there's no reason you can't fit your dog or your cat in your car. With news on John Fetterman, he's checking into a hospital for clinical depression. As we all know, Democratic Senator John Fetterman suffered from a stroke while campaigning against Dr. Oz for the Pennsylvania Senate race. And I just cannot believe that Dr. Oz ran for Senate, but that's neither here nor there. So he had the stroke He came back, he finished his campaign, he won. And one of the things that can happen when you have a stroke is depression. So I commend John Fetterman for taking control of his life and getting himself strong so that he can come back and he can serve in Senate and be the best senator he can be. So much, much love to John Fetterman. In Bruce Willis news, his family has announced that he has been diagnosed with a form of dementia called frontotemporal dementia, or FTD. 
In a statement shared on Thursday, the 67-year-old Starr's family stated that while the news is painful, it is a relief to finally have a clear diagnosis. Today, there are no treatments for the disease, a reality that we hope can change in the years ahead. As Bruce's condition advances, we hope that any media attention can be focused on shining a light on this disease that needs far more awareness and research. That is the statement from the Willis family, according to CNN. And sadly, we lost the iconic and beautiful and amazing Raquel Welsh, who was born in Chicago, Illinois on September 5th, 1940. And she just passed away at the age of 74 in Los Angeles, California. And she was one of the women who got the the contract, the 20th Century Fox coveted contract. And that came from her role in the movie Fantastic Voyage. And if you don't know, it was like the seven-year contracts. Like that's what you wanted back in the day with the studios where you were with the contract, with the company for a full seven years, making films, this, that, and the other thing. For some people, it worked out well. For others, it did not. But it was very coveted and she got her contract from Fantastic Voyage. There is new DNA evidence in the John Benet Ramsey case, and apparently this was hidden because the police were focused on the parents. Now, of course, all over TikTok, there are conspiracy theories that Ghislaine Maxwell was somehow involved. This is a stretch, but it's something I'm going to look into because I love a good conspiracy theory. And I mentioned before, but it's important to mention again that Scott Peterson was denied a new trial for the death of his wife and unborn son, Lacey and Connor. Each of these topics is going to get a separate podcast, but the news all together at once has just blown my mind this week because I did not think the world could get any weirder. But it has. What do I mean by weirder? Well, Tesla is recalling its self-driving cars for dangers. Hmm, here's a thought. Don't get a self-driving car because cars are not meant to drive themselves and cannot react as quickly as a human can. There's a bigger blind spot on a car than there is in a human that can use their brain. But of course, this is because Elon Musk has lost over 200 billion or million? How many? I don't even know how many billions or millions he's lost, but 44 billion went to Twitter and everyone who loves him is like, ha, ah, Twitter's still running. Yeah, but Tesla's crashing and burning, literally. And then I read that Elon Musk has such thin skin that he had to have his team work through the night. These software engineers work through the night to redo the algorithm so that his tweets would be seen first because Joe Biden's tweet about the Super Bowl got more attention than his and I have never ever ever seen someone with such 
a giant ego and thin skin that he has to buy a company to make himself popular somehow. It is just ludicrous to me. I don't think we would absolutely like each other at all in any way. Like I really know I don't like him and I think he would hate me and I'm totally fine with that. And the one thing I will always love Kanye West for is his last tweet being Elon Musk and his pasty ass skin getting hosed off on a yacht by another dude. That's it. That just sums him up in one picture. A picture literally is worth a thousand words, but clearly Elon thinks a thousand words is worth, you know, engineers working overnight to get his stuff to be seen first. It's so sad. And speaking of sad, well, actually hilarious, South Park has just savaged Meghan and Harry Markle. Back in the mid-90s, I went to visit Melinda in Buffalo and we were hanging out and someone pulled out a tape, a VHS tape, and said, do you guys want to watch this animated thing? No one's ever seen it before. It was South Park. It was the episode with Santa and Jesus and Brian Boitano. So we watched this and I got back from Buffalo and I started telling everyone all about this crazy animated cartoon that I had seen with Jesus and Santa and Brian Boitano. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're absolutely crazy. And Melinda's trying to tell them to, no one's believing us. Now, if you check out the most millennial podcast, I was on one of their episodes and we were talking about this because they are from Colorado and love South Park. Now, I love South Park because I got to see that first episode before it ever aired on TV. So watching this Harry and Meghan thing, I just laughed because I try not to pay attention to it like like they said in the show, but you can't help it. They're always putting themselves out there as the victim and this, that, and the other thing. And I just thought that this was one of the most brilliant episodes in a very, very long time. And then there was an unearthed blog of hers from 2014 where she expressed a lot of dislike for Catherine, the Princess of Wales, and the spectacle that her wedding was, and then described her own royal wedding as a spectacle to Oprah and just that whole tour and who's embarrassed and this, that, and the other thing. And she said she didn't know anything about the royal family. And like, girl, we know you lied. What is wrong? What is wrong with people that do these things? It is just too much. The reason that people aren't taking to you is because you didn't just quietly step away from a life you couldn't handle. You had to cry about it to everyone and you wanted everyone's sympathy. Honey, you lived in a castle or in a cottage on a castle. I lived in a swamp in a camper with two dogs and a cat and the cat ran away at one point and we got her back. But she ran away in the woods, not the swamp. So I've been homeless in a camper and then everything got repossessed. And all I wanted to do was get back to my regular life and get up and go to work every day. And I read that this Megan only worked like 72 days as a royal, but she was married for two years and in the realm of the, the whatever, the monarchy for, for two years. 72 days. That's like 
great, right? But that was too much. And I read that she said, you know, it's alleged she said she wanted to get paid for doing the royal tours. But isn't your pay getting to like live in the in the in the castle or whatever it is? But there wasn't a castle. It wasn't good enough. So I'm just I think I just um, very glad that South Park did this. And I'm glad that the lies are getting exposed because it's just how it should be. Not just with like celebrities who lie, but with, you know, cover-ups and, and, and things. You know, if, if the governments or the local or the federal governments are covering things up, we should have the right to know. Maybe if it's not gonna, you know, cause mass hysteria, but if it's a health crisis, yes. Because the weird thing to me, I'm gonna go back to the vinyl chloride and the train explosion, is that during COVID, everyone was told, go in your house, when you come out, wear a mask, don't spread anything, don't breathe this in, it's deadly. But these chemicals are just as deadly. So why wouldn't you give people masks or say you have to take everything living out of the house? I mean, I keep thinking that like, if they can't live there, what's gonna happen, right? Does it turn into like a ghost town now? How much of this country is gonna be a ghost town or a wasteland? My thoughts are a bit all over the place this week, but it has been overwhelming. And each of these topics is going to get its own podcast next week. So with that, I am going to leave you on this amazing Friday. I hope it's an amazing Friday for you. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Messy Closet. Don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.